Hi, welcome to Intentional Truth Podcast. I am Yimi Idogo. Intentional Truth Podcast is a platform used to share tips and secrets on how one can build a successful career. It is also used to share insights and truths on how one can find and build lasting relationships and marriages. If this is your first time listening, I welcome you to the fifth episode of the career series. And to my regular listeners, I really appreciate you and I am grateful for your constant opinions and feedback. It is my desire to always bring beneficial tips and guides to help you in your careers and relationships every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Tonight, we'll be talking about something very important and crucial. I'll be focusing on women tonight. However, men, please don't feel left out. If you do stay to the end, I will share a tip that will benefit you. We'll be talking about the five unconscious costly mistakes that women make in the workplace. These mistakes are unconscious. They're not deliberate. And that is why it's important that I bring your attention to it. So you are aware of it and you make deliberate efforts to avoid it. I don't know if anybody has read Nice Girls Don't Get to the Corner Office. And in that book, there are about 100 things that women are doing that are sabotaging their careers. Out of the hundred, I'll be talking about five that are very, very common. These mistakes happen every day in the workplace. Funny enough, when I was writing my book last year, I was able to ask a few women some questions. And the question I asked was, what were your mistakes so far in your workplace? I got 15 responses. And from the 15 responses, five of what I'll be sharing today is included. Let's do this. Out of this five that I'll be sharing today, one is my major mistake. If you listen to the end and you're able to get my own mistake, the first person to get it, I will send you data so that you can listen to the next episode next week, Tuesday. I hope that's a deal. <laughs> okay. I started up my career sometime in 2009, and by 2014, I had gotten to the zenith of my career. A lot of people kept asking, Yimi, how did you do it? How were you able to accomplish this? I told them two things, actually. One, I've always been deliberate about everything. Before I step my foot into something, I must see the end. If I don't see the end, I will not do it. And second, I knew that I was created for something. I had a purpose. So I began to seek out my purpose for which I was created. So I was seeking out my purpose and being deliberate about everything I do. That was how I was able to get to where I am today. But along the way, something happened. When I got questions from people, I was wondering, who am I? Why are people coming to me? There are people that have 15, 10, 20 years experience. Why are they not going to them? Why me? 
So I started cringing. I started saying, oh my God, maybe I'm giving them wrong advice. Maybe the advice is not even working. What about me? Have I been perfect? I've not been perfect. So why are people coming to me? And I realized life is not about being perfect. It's about the value you give. It's about you creating an atmosphere to be yourself. And if people are benefiting from you, good and fine. It's something I had to work with among myself. And I'm like, okay, God, people are coming to me. How do I help them? What do I do? One of the answers God gave me was to write. That's why I wrote that book last year. Another answer, do a podcast. That's why I'm doing this podcast. There are two other answers that God has given me. I'm like, oh God, I can't do those two. And God said, you have to. You were created for something. And you were created to impact lives. And if it is careers and relationships that have created you to impact lives in, then you have to do it. And so I've subjected myself, but at the same time, it's not easy. Sometimes when Tuesday morning comes, I feel like just hiding under the covers. I have to do an episode. I'm like, oh God, what I'm going to say, would it be beneficial? What I'm going to say, would it help people? Haven't they heard these things before? So why is it me? Why should I be the one to do it? So those are the questions I keep flooding my mind every time and that is one unconscious mistake that we women make by the way this is not my own mistake but (laughs) yes it's quite common and this mistake is called imposter syndrome we feel inadequate we feel unqualified we feel unjustified we feel we are not good enough And so we shy away and we don't even want to present ourselves. We don't want to talk about our good works. We don't want to be in the limelight. It is something that is going on in the mind. And so many people, many women are battling with this mindset. I'm not good enough. I'm not perfect enough. I need to ensure that I upskill before I can come out. I need to ensure that I go for this training before I begin to talk. Time waits not for you. You are the best you that you can be. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it with the best ability and come out, talk about it. People are looking up to you. You know how it is, there's a first step, there's a second step, there's a third, fourth and fifth. You might be on the second step always remember there's someone on the first step that you can help i know that there are other people on the third fourth and fifth but you have moved to the second you are moving someone behind you needs help help that person so never ever feel inadequate or never ever feel not good enough and so this imposter syndrome affects women badly at work women work from behind the scene They are shy. They are afraid. Confidence is an issue. They have done something good, but they don't talk about it. They have done something remarkably excellent. But they feel, if I talk about it, people will say, "Ah, we have done it before. Or, is that what you're talking about? It's not a big deal. I can also do it. 
And so because of all this mindset, a lot of women, they'll do something in the corner or do something in the background and just slip it by. See, let me tell you the truth. If you are at work and you do something good, talk about it. People that are making decisions, they need to see you and they need to know that you are bringing value to the table. So it's not just enough for you to do the work and just slip you through the door. No, do the work, bring it yourself and talk about it so that you are seen and so that you are also heard. Opportunities present themselves for you to be visible, for you to be seen and heard. You're in committees. Why don't you um, present yourself as the one who will make the presentation in the meeting? I know you might cringe. Me? Ah, no. The other people in the group that can do better. We're not looking for those that can do better. We're looking for opportunities for you to be seen and heard. When you are being seen, when you are being heard, people begin to score you. People begin to remember you in their mind. Okay, it's that lady that made that presentation that day about sales and how to um, improve on marketing tips, right? They will remember you. And if you're not remembered, issues of projection, issues of promotions, issues of salary increase, you might get overlooked. People will hardly remember you. It's not as if you're not good or you're not adding value. It's because people cannot remember you. That's why all these opportunities will slip you by. Then another thing about why imposter syndrome is bad is because it limits your personal branding. You might feel, oh God, I don't want to dress and put heels. I don't want to put on this fine dress because people will feel as if I have it all. People will feel I'm trying to oppress. People will feel that I'm trying to belittle them. No. Another secret. You dress the way you want to be addressed, one. And secondly, you dress to the position that you want to occupy. If it is that suit, if it is that high heel shoe, if it is that red bright colored dress you want to wear to work, if it is going to give a statement, a positive statement, wear it. I know in some places of work, there are dress codes. If there are dress codes, then ensure that your own stands out. On Fridays, people wear traditionals, wear something befitting and suitable on Fridays. On Mondays, usually call it corporate Mondays, wear your suit, wear that your dress, wear that shoe, wear it. You need to be confident and you need to show confidence. You need to create a brand for yourself at work. People should remember you. Oh, Joyce dresses very well. She is very corporate. And because you're corporate and people are making mental note of that, they will address you appropriately and professionally. And you need to begin to ensure that you have a standard 
in which people know you for. So with your confidence being built, your standard being stamped, and you being um, deliberate about being visible, that is being seen and heard, you now begin to subject your mind to positive thinking. And so this imposter syndrome begins to fade away. You're being more confident. You're being more visible. You're building a brand about yourself. People begin to nod. People begin to turn. People begin to acknowledge you, pay you accolades. And with that, you boost your confidence. You boost your inert ability. And it makes you feel, okay, I may not be the best, but I'm trying. And in this, my trial, people are paying attention. People are giving me listening ears and people are giving me the nod. You do need the nod. It helps. Okay? So please ensure that whatever you are doing, your results must be seen and they must be heard. Ensure that you take up volunteer positions. Ensure that you are relevant in any committee that you're doing. Ensure that you want to be the best at everything that you are doing. There's another tip again. When you're in a meeting, always ensure you're the first to the third person to speak. Once the first, second, and third people have spoken, every other thing are just opinions that will back the first, the second, or the third. So any meeting that you're going in henceforth, ensure that you're the first, the second, or third to speak. Probably you might not have anything to say, but ask a question. Always ensure that you're the first, second, or third. Is that fine? Okay. The second unconscious mistake that women make is not networking. You know this mistake of you getting a job that you have desired or getting a job after waiting for so long and then you're like, aha, finally I've gotten that job. So your mind, your body, everything you do is just revolving around the workplace. You're not looking out. You're not meeting people. You're not going for events. You're not going for sector meetings. You're not going for annual meetings. You're not going for social networking events. That's not good. You are beyond your workplace. The people that you meet outside are the people that will help you now and tomorrow. Ensure that you build networks within the workplace and outside the workplace. People that matter in the workplace and people that are significant in the outside world. If you are in the telecom sector, ensure that you network with every other person outside your own office. There's Airtel, there's MTN, there's Etisalat and the likes of others. So if you're in MTN, Ensure you go for your sector meetings. Mingle with people in Etisalat. Mingle with people in Airtel. You will learn one or two things. And if situations change for you in MTN, you can always reach out to those in Airtel or Etisalat. It's much easier that way. So please don't forget and just 
becloud your mind in your present job, forgetting to look outside or to connect with people outside. There's another mistake about networking that a lot of women make. Let me ask, how many social media handles do you have? Are you on Instagram? If not, please, after this episode, open an account. Are you on LinkedIn? Please, if you're not, after this episode, ensure that you open an account on LinkedIn. Facebook. Do you know that Facebook has pages? Apart from the work that you do, you need to be visible on social media as well. The world is going global and everything is now on the internet. You have to sell yourself on the internet. You can get multinational jobs through the internet. LinkedIn is one major source for you to get the job that you want. And when you're opening these accounts, you have to ensure that you're professional and you have to ensure that you're projecting yourself in a way that portrays you to be a professional woman. They are experts in building LinkedIn accounts. They are experts in building Instagram accounts and they are experts in building Facebook pages. So you need to begin to be deliberate about these three main accounts. Twitter is also a good platform. The whole world is on Twitter. If you want to connect with anybody, it's just a Twitter away. So you need to present yourself and make yourself visible. Connect with people on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And so you being comfortable Having just the work that you have and just staying glued to your work, that's doom. That's that's the end for you. You need to go beyond your work. Begin to network. Begin to socialize. And begin to do things that will place you in the limelight out there. And you know, the saying says, you are as good as your network. So if you have a lot of credible people that you can always call, It is easier for you and much, much faster for you to advance in your own career. You know, usually it is the people you know, not what you know, that helps you move up. When there's an opening somewhere, they'll just call you. Or if there's a link or an opportunity, they'll remember, oh, I spoke with Margaret the other day about this um, issue. I'm sure she'll be the best person. And they'll refer you because you have connected because you're there on LinkedIn, because you're there on Instagram, because you're there on Facebook, the whole world is seen and they are, they can reach you with just a click. So please do not just becloud yourself in your own workplace and feeling that you have it all. You have everything that you need with that just one job that you're doing. Please, that's a very big mistake. Then the third factor is that most women make poor decisions. Or let me not say they make poor decisions. Maybe the approach to making decisions is poor. I think that's a better way to say it. And by this, I mean, when a woman wants to make a decision or when she wants to ask suggestions, she presents it in such a way 
that it feels or it is assumed that she does not know what she wants to do or she's unsure of it. So the approach that women usually take is they now go around, um, I want to make a decision, but I need your opinion. So she goes from one office to the other, asking for opinions, and then she'll now have a pool of opinions, and then she'll now make one. That's a deadly mistake. Usually, if you want to make a concrete decision, and a good one, get information. Sit back, make your findings, and then come up with a best solutions from your finding and then you go around with this approach this is what I want to do however I need your feedback or opinion it sounds more constructive and more mature that way than when you now go around um, okay please I don't know whether we should do this what is your opinion if you are leading a team you have subordinates under you. It's good to ask for opinions, but ensure you have made your own findings and you present the best and then you're just asking for their feedback under your best. It will save a lot of time, it will give you credibility and it will make you advance faster. And so please learn how to make decisions. And the approach that you would use to make your decisions. I know women always feel that they want to be liked. They want everybody to be on the same page with them. But it doesn't always happen at work. Move beyond that likeness. You need to be respected and not liked. Likeness is not enough. You need to be respected. Okay? So please, a good way for you to be respected is to learn how to make decisions. And the approach that you would use to make those decisions. The fourth thing is women are very poor with negotiation. Women are always afraid to say no. They're always receptive of of whatever is given to them. They don't know how to take. Probably the way we have been brought up, say please, say thank you, please. You know that please, right? (laughs) It's a good thing. But in the workplace, nobody asks for permission. People apologize. So they will take that decision. They will do whatever it is. At the end of it, they will just apologize. They will just ask for forgiveness. But women, we're always asking, please, is it possible? Do you think peradventure? And when you're asking, people are looking at you. They're like, She's not even sure. Since she's not even sure, there's no point. And so a lot of times when you are asking, you might get rejected. And the worst part of it is when we are rejected, we just go back to our shell and say, I knew it. But the reality is that when you ask, even if you get a no, ask again. Ask again and ask again. By the second time you're coming... The person that you're asking will be like, hmm, okay, this person actually believes in herself and believes in her worth. Okay, let me listen. So they'll wait for you for the third time. By the third time that you come, they'll be like, oh, okay, for real, this lady knows her onions. Let's give her what she's asking. 
Is it salary increase? Is it promotion? Do you want flexible work hours? Have you just given birth and the six months um, postnatal leave is not good enough? You need more time. Ask for it. You can't just be pining away in silence. Or probably you're working on one other thing or there's just something that's bothering you and you need some flexible hours at work. Ask for it. It doesn't hurt. If you ask the first time and you get a no, ask again. By the time you're asking, they'll know that that your reason is genuine and they will listen. I know I did one episode on gender dynamics in the workplace and he talked about how to negotiate for salary, payment increase. If you need it, just ask for me and I'll send you that episode. It will really, really help you. And negotiations. It's a two-way thing. Before you come to negotiate, ask yourself, as I'm negotiating this, what am I leaving on the table for the other party? So ensure that when you're coming for something, ensure that you're also giving back something else. So if you want to ask for flexible hours, for example, work hours typically is eight hours, but you want four hours. Present it in such a way, sir, madam, I need four hours. I want to work from 12 to four. They might ask you, so what about the remaining hours from eight to 12? What would you be doing? You can mention to them, I know I'll be away from eight to 12. However, the project I'm working on, my deadline is in two weeks, but I can submit it in one week. So you have given back something. The project that you're working on, you have submitted it earlier. So you're submitting a project and you're negotiating for some hours of work. That's a good deal. So whenever you're presenting something, always ensure that you have something else to give back so that you'll be fair and you'll quickly get what you want. Then the last one, very, very important. Women become complacent at work. Ah, I've gotten the job I want. There's nothing else that matters. Shebe, I work for federal government. Guaranteed. I'll work for 35 years. Nobody will retrench me. Nobody will sack me. And so you're just there sitting on that seat. Or probably you're working and like, oh, my paycheck is good. Ah, among all my colleagues, among all my friends, my paycheck is the highest and the best. So I have everything. My family is comfortable. I have all that I want. I have the cars. I have the clothes that I want. That's a deadly mistake, lady. A deadly one. You need to begin to look beyond where you are. You know, most people talk about salary. And the truth is this. Salary does not guarantee you billions. It doesn't make you into a millionaire. Salary doesn't. Ask all these billionaires, how do they make the money? It wasn't through salary. Salary arguments. Salary puts food on the table for you. But there's something else that builds wealth for you. And that's what you need to realize. A lot of career women, they look down on business women and say, ah, I don't think I have time for hustling. No. Eh, they toil from morning to night and what do they get? Peanuts. But I have a job. I have a constant salary. It will sustain me. Ask around. Ask around. As soon as that job is finishing or as soon as that salary enters your account, how long does it last? What does it help you do? It buys food. It pays school fees. Good and fine. 
but can you build substantial edifices and can you get qualitative assets from that monthly salary if you're not stealing and if you're not taking bribe is it possible because as that salary comes so many things will just eat it up there's an issue a medical issue there there's something that has come up and that money goes so you need to begin to look what else can i do i'm earning money now what can i get into how do i invest how do i ensure that even if I'm out of this job, something else will be coming in for me. What do I begin to do? How do I ensure that I am getting what I'm getting, but at the same time, I'm looking out for the rainy day? Are you prospecting at all? You might feel that this job that you have is the most perfect, but once in a while, validate yourself, send out your CV, apply for an interview. If you get accepted and if you get called for an interview, then you can say that, yes, I'm adding value where I am and I can be very, very good in the next place. But if you're not getting any interview and if you're not getting any call for for, for CV submission or probably people are not responding to you, then something is wrong. You're just being too complacent. So every year, task yourself, let me send out my CV. Let me apply for a job. What response would I get? If it is positive, then you're on the right track. But if you're not getting anything, then you need to upskill. You need to upskill and you need to reskill. What skills are relevant today that I need to begin to brace myself up with? Everything is now digital. Everything is about digital marketing, online courses. Have you begun to do that? Have you considered all of that? What do you know? Package it into a course. What do you have? What passions do you have? Package it. Begin to think of alternative means of income for yourself. That salary will not be enough. What about your children? What about people that are depending on you? Do something. Push yourself the extra mile so that you can be beneficial for yourself and people around. Impact people with your own knowledge. You have so much to give. People want to hear. People are craving for knowledge. Do something. Network business is good. It gives you side money. Whatever one that will be good for you and it is credible enough for you, go ahead and do it. But please don't ever sit down in that job and you're thinking all is fine. What about tomorrow? COVID-19 has changed everything. The world has changed. If you have not realized it, the world has changed. And people have already changed. Systems have changed. People are now working from home. People are being retrenched. People are being let go. Even public offices, even government offices are having to rethink. It's just because it's a pandemic. So they're just trying to constrain themselves. But honestly, it's tough. So what do you do? This kind of situations, we did not foresee it. How are you handling it? What are you doing? So begin to think. One, for value. Two, for income. Learn how to ensure that you're doing what is necessary for you to build a long-lasting legacy for yourself, for your family, and that it will impact the lives of people and generations to come. So these are the five unconscious mistakes that people are making. 
they have an imposter syndrome they're not networking well enough in the workplace and outside they are having poor decision-making approaches they're negotiating poorly and they're being complacent with their jobs so if any of this is your own mistake please consciously think about it and begin to work around it do what you need to do to overcome this mistake so that you can advance in your own career for men i told you that i'll give you your own worst mistake right (laughs) yes men your worst mistake is that you're not networking well enough honestly if you network well enough you'll be perfect it's really funny when a guy says he's looking for a job or he does not have a job or he does not have a business or he does not know what to do that is bad your network is your net worth i read something the other day a young man was asking his father i have four thousand dollars what should I do with this $4,000? Should I invest in one business or should I go to school? The father was like, see, there are people that matter in this world. You have that $4,000. It is not even enough. Go and borrow more money and use that money to begin to connect with people that matter. The company that you keep actually makes you. When there are five people that are wealthy, five people that are making it, if you're the sixth person won't you be like them you will learn their secrets you will learn what they're doing and you to begin to emulate and you will make it as well so please if you don't have a job that's not the end of the world sit in your circle who are those that are doing what you want to be doing good and fine join them be with them try something that they're trying you know how Igbos work it's a good system there's always somebody who is established and then a young boy comes to learn sometimes it's six years sometimes it's ten or less or more but they know that after that year of service or those years of service they'll be established so please young men network who are those people that are influential and they can help you meet them work with them do nyse with them do internship with them whatever it is meet them so no man should say i don't have a job i don't know what to do or i'm looking for who can you know those people so please network don't sit down don't assume that somebody from from another kingdom will come and help you no you have to set up you need to search for those people and ensure that you're meeting the right people and they are helping you and you are paying your dues. With that, I'll leave you for this evening. I hope what I've shared has been beneficial. Please keep a date with me next week, Tuesday at 8 p.m. for another episode on Career Scenes. Thank you and bye.